0: And I used to say the universe before, but now I guess it's the multiverse with the MCU blowing up everything. But uh, hi to everybody. It's uh, Kurt and Bruce again after quite some time, right? I know it's like we've taken a, a very, very big break. Uh, in fact, we wanted to release this as season two, but we said that we did not ju- do justice to uh, season one. So we this is season one, part two. Uh, which we are coming um, and going to go ahead and try and present right for you guys. We have a few good topics that are lined up uh, today. Uh, We're going to start up with uh, the light subjects. Uh, We're going to talk about some news around India, maybe old or maybe new that... uh, for me, it was funny. For some people, it might not be funny, right? We'll talk through that and everything like that. So I'll I'll take a pause now. I'll I'll uh, ask Bruce to say a few words since since we are meeting up after a very very long time, at least on this podcast piece. And we have a special guest also today. uh I'll I'll give him the honors of introducing uh Stephen or Steve, who's there on the on the call with us. Hi, hey, Bruce.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's good to be back and uh, good to be taking the time to do this. As you said, I think. Uh, it's been it's been a year and a half. The last episode was back in July 2021, I think. Uh, but yeah, just happy to be here, and uh, uh, I'm also very glad that we have a, a special guest with us today, Stephen Christie, my brother, and he uh, he lives in Bangalore as well as us. Um, comes from a systems engineering and DevOps background, career wise. Uh, so engineer by career, but uh, he's a an entrepreneur evangelist at heart, and um, very passionate about investments and uh, trading and in the finance aspect. Uh, I know that he's spent a considerable amount of years learning how to navigate through this ecosystem, and uh, and I'm sure has a, a great amount of learning and applications that he can share. Um, through, through one of many other topics that we'll we'll go through today. So welcome, Stephen, to this podcast and this episode. We're very glad to have you.
2: Yeah, uh, thank you, Kurt and uh, Bruce, uh, I mean, for the excellent introduction. And uh, uh, likewise, uh, you know, it's amazing to be here and uh, to be a part of this, the podcast which you guys are doing. Uh, so about me, uh, Bruce has pretty much covered, uh, but just to give a more, you know, Ah, uh, detail overview. Overview. I've been in Bangalore uh, the last fifteen years. You know, prior to that in Chennai and Bangalore is where, uh, you know, I, I started more. I would say more of my career, uh, you know, uh, fulfillment was in Bangalore, and uh, it's been a amazing journey. You know, uh, as you evolve, you know, you start off. You know, everyone, you know, once they pass out of college and and you get into a job and and then. Then you know you it's like a frog in the well, right? You go out in the world, right? And in and you get your first pay, paycheck, you know. That's when it's an amazing feel, right? I know. And one thing I can say is that first thing is comes that you go party out, you know, and uh, you know celebrate with your friends or you know just uh, chill, you know. And uh, but that's when the journey of life begins, you know. As you've got to balance, you know. You know you start you know facing responsibilities. You've got to build your career. Uh, then you see, uh, over a period of time, you know, the, you know, the, you slowly touch upon the finance factor, you know, uh, and, and that's a big ocean out there. You know, uh, uh, that's a huge, you know, uh, you know, ocean in related to, relative to finance domain, uh, which we, which we all will be talking about. And I've, I've kind of learned uh, based on my experiences, lessons learned. So I'd like to share to you guys and, uh, and yes, I come from a system engineering background. So as a techie, uh, technology has been my passion, and uh, into DevOps and system engineering. And parallelly, uh, you know, I've uh, you know uh, you know done my research and you know taken baby steps to learn and uh, you know grow in this domain of finance and investments and entrepreneurship. So uh, that's about me. And uh, Kurt and Bruce are also my badminton and buddies. So uh it's nice to uh get into uh, this track again with them. That's for my side. Right.
0: Thanks, Steve. Thanks for that. Right. Uh that reminds me, Badminton. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> That's true. So uh let's start start off. We'll start off like as usual, right? We'll start off with a lighter note. So so Bruce, this is the the pearls of the internet that I've I say researched, but it's basically Google and click on the first link that you find, right? So that's what my you have research. <laughs> right? So I was kind of going through and I, I thought, okay, what will be a good kind of a lighter note to talk about this time? So, so I thought, okay, let's go ahead and see some of the, I would say funny news articles that came out in the last few years, uh, spe- specific to India, I have kept it this time, wow. right? So the first one that I found was during quarantine time. And uh, I know everybody is now back to work, and and they've forgotten quarantine time. But I think that that's going to be a special place in in all our hearts, right? Especially the babies that were born who did not see the house for like three years till they could mm. go out, right? So, uh, so this happened during quarantine time. There were two uh, men from a place called Ambala who kind of uh, lied to their wives, said that they were coming to Bangalore, but they went ahead and they went off to Bangkok for a holiday. And they came back, right? And the good part, as in good or bad, bad from their side, right? Is that they got caught because the cops came on the gate and, st- and stuck a quarantine sticker on the gate. Oh, God.
1: Right? That's <laughs> because they did an international travel.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they came and done an international travel. And and it's funnier on the web because they have actually the live uh, snapshots of their reactions. There's these two guys... Uh, standing out uh, outside the gate, and they shot, and they singlets arguing with the cops as to or pleading. Also, you can say with the cops not to put the stickers because their wife did not know that they went out of the country without them. Basically, so I found that kind of a funny thing. But that that uh, kind of also reminds me, right? It's not only these guys. If you think about from a work aspect, also, right? There were a lot of people who kind of even this was before work of work from home and everything were kind of granted people had started to kind of move away and work from remote places without even informing i don't know if you guys experienced this in in your line of work or anything like that
1: of course of course i think there were many who wanted to go back to their hometowns and um, you know pretty much work from there uh, i know you wanted to go to goa and work from there <laughs> during the quarantine i i i'm, I'm not surprised at all and uh, i also feel it's common for husbands to want to leave the country and go away somewhere for a short vacation without informing their wives uh, you see a lot of these
0: <laughs> okay right the second thing that uh, that i got which was this happened in in uttar pradesh and, and there's a lot of these articles which is related to uttar pradesh which i kind of narrowed down to to the ones that was interesting but the second one that i found was a family in up was hospitalized right after um, after eating weed sabji so the neighbor kind of gave him some weed and told him it was methi jokingly he went and he gave it home they said methi and they made some methi chicken or something like that ate it and the entire family was hospitalized <laughs> now there are two things right one thing it's it's weird the second thing is that uh, why would they be hospitalized
1: yeah, I was just going to ask you, uh, cu- uh, just curiosity, what were the symptoms?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: are I'm bad pretty sure no. <laughs> Ah, okay, so I like what Steve's saying. Yeah, so it was probably the chicken that was bad.
0: Correct, yeah, that made their stomach upset because I think it... it Oh, it could have been a family of teetotalers, basically, who do not know what's, the, what's it to be high. And then suddenly got symptoms of being high and were rushed to hospital. With uh, because I believe uh, weed, also, I don't know whether it's a depressant or an accelerant, it makes your heart go faster or slower. I don't know about that, basically. And and and, and this is for what did the police
1: yeah. do to uh, the guy who supplied that substance?
0: Uh, I don't know, I, I didn't uh, click on the second link, <laughs> I only clicked on the first one. So I should have tried to crack down on
1: that drug bust. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah they're cracking down a lot no? So after was... that other boy's death that actor's death and then another yeah, actress's yeah. death in there that was there in in goa
1: so for so for Stephen, but... uh, weed is is essentially that that leaf that plant marijuana yeah, marwana, yeah that people smoke and it gives them a high and uh, oh. so I guess this family somehow ended up making a aoreal subji out of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that is serious. I didn't know you could make a recipe out of that, you know. And, you know
0: that's no, you can actually. It's edible. They they oh, make something called okay. as brownies and stuff like that as well. If is you in the Netherlands side, they, they consume it in various ways, like, like tobacco oh, also, right. right? You can chew tobacco and everything, but you can't actually eat tobacco. You have to take the, uh, I was just going to say nectar, but I think nectar is a wrong word for tobacco juice right and uh, you can swallow it the same way you can actually use weed and different uh, stuff and everything like that it's oh, I'm,
2: I'm i was just, just about curious to say if, it's if natural. there would be okay i was just curious one thought came to mind would there be something like a weak tea that would be a kind of yes thing right to try it out oh is it yeah, no? i'm yeah, sure no, it's all there the only that.
1: problem yeah. is it's illegal in <laughs> india
2: illegal yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's becoming uh, legalized in various places the other day in fact while while i was going down the internet's rabbit hole right so i i was kind of checking as to when is when is weed going to be legalized in india so there is a movement surprisingly in india that wants to legalize it and everything like that but it's not taken that much of traction i think we have enough third world problems to deal with eh? <laughs> the next thing is to all your fathers out there right okay there was a boy in Punjab who started playing PUBG, okay? And uh, he he told his father that he needed his account details to join online classes. And the father gave him his uh, card details, account details, and everything like that. The boy ended up uh, spending 16 lakhs on PUBG, right? And then uh, in order to punish him, what his father did was, and I think that was... Uh, I think that's a good lesson the way that he's done it was that he not only banned him from electronics and everything like that he makes him work in his garage shop repairing scooters now from morning to evening to find out the value of money which is a good way of actually teaching
1: yeah, maybe he's trying to recover that cash through labor <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah or I mean, it could be a, a kind of a, a spanking kind of thing never do this again you know something like that yeah true out, true 16 lakhs is a lot of money
0: that's a lot of money right kind of a thing nice. but I see again I'm taking all of these news articles with a pinch of salt because if a person and I, and I don't want to try and estimate how much a person makes from a garage right but if you're a garage owner where do you get 16 lakhs to spend basically is mechanical business so good in India uh, he given his
1: credit card I think
0: bruce after working for like 18 years i think my my still my credit card limit is not more than 10 <laughs> credit limit
2: <laughs> right
0: so you can just imagine if they're getting credit limits of, of more than 16 20 and stuff like that and again it'll come down to the finance topic that we're talking later we might want to speculate and how do you increase your
1: credit that, limit like, what do you need to do
0: how do you increase your credit limit maintain credit cards is a slippery slope i think we'll touch upon that a little bit uh, later right uh, another funny one that I found funny or odd, basically, right? So, uh, during the lockdown time, a lot of us started playing a lot of these online games to keep busy and everything like that, right? When we were pretending to work from home, literally, I think 80% of us did that, pretended to work from home and played games at home. Uh, a fa a daughter put a father in court because she went ahead and she found that he was cheating in Ludo. She said that she had lost all respect from him and didn't feel like calling him father anymore.
2: was interesting. Uh, and when, uh, what was the response from the court side? Uh, did, uh, again, I didn't double or? click. I
0: didn't double click on that. I'm pretty sure the court case would not ha- happen on this. I, the the courts are packed with much more serious matters right now. They would have just pushed the date or asked them to reconcile and stuff like that, most probably on that. Right. Mm. And this happened in Madhya Pradesh. She moved to the Madhya Pradesh court to ask that.
1: Were they both playing Ludo online and, and the daughter found out that the father was cheating? or?
0: Again, I did not double click. Oh, okay. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> i sorry. I think I think life was much much better I see in the 80s or 90s. Today, with so much exposure to media and, and uh, stuff like that, these kids uh, just take everything. out. Uh, know, uh,
1: yeah. they just yeah. go
2: viral or try to legalize this. Now take- I'm worried.
1: Now I'm worried about Ryan.
2: <laughs> I, I yeah, keep man. telling him I'll
1: I'll take away the PS4 and. I wonder what Taui is going yeah, to react.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you might be on YouTube or somewhere, you know, going viral. Who knows?
0: <laughs> I'll keep looking, Bruce. If your name pops up, I'll let you know. <laughs> so uh, the next one that I found, right, was... Uh, and this this is good because of the ending, right? The way that it ended. Right. So again, in Madhya Pradesh, uh, a man married both his girlfriend and the girl that his his parents had chosen for him in an arranged marriage setting. Right. Uh, Because he said that he couldn't decide between both. So the case went to the village Panchayat, right, who decided that if both the women uh, consented to be okay with it, they would not go ahead and uh, stop it. And he could be married to both, both the women.
1: And what did both the women say?
0: I don't know. <laughs> you need to read these articles. I, 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 I need to read these articles a little bit more and be more prepared. Yes, good, good, good call out there. Because I'm curious right? now, what, what did both of them, he, he's say? He's,
1: I'm, I'm definitely trying to figure out what the end result was.
2: Well, one thing <laughs> I can I? picturize is I can definitely feel sorry for this guy. You know, it may look cool marrying two people. <laughs> Too wise but he's in for a roller coaster ride definitely for sure. <laughs> actually actually my
0: follow-up uh, thought was actually that what what Steve just said right why would you want to take on two handle one first and then figure out right I I think he's bit of much more than he can chew, really yeah if we go back and we like interview him today right now most probably he's de- divorced he's become a monk gone to the himalayas sitting down and smoking weed somewhere yeah they are just running yeah. sure two Again, uh, in Uttar Pradesh, like I said, this is mostly Madhya Pradesh and Uttar Pradesh news. I guess uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes to the court there for some reason. But uh, a woman in Uttar Pradesh uh, decided to seek separation from her husband on the ground that, uh, that he loves her too much and doesn't fight with her at all in the 18 months that they were married. The court said that this is true. T- this this one, they did mention what was the outcome of it. The court said that this is true trivial for us. Y'all please go and decide and sort it out on your own.
1: Oh, this is this is the opposite of the previous scenario.
0: Yeah.
2: True.
1: So, so, so the man gets hit either ways.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, you be a good hubby, you still get hit. You be a bad hubby, you still go to court.
0: So what does a, <laughs> the poor
2: hubby do, you know? Uh, I, I think there, so I think for
0: all the our hubbies, we can resonate to this right as the right. hobbies right what do you think? There's this Hindi saying right, "Shadi ke laddu jo jo na bhi which literally means uh, uh, the sweet of of a marriage. Who you eat, you regret. You don't eat, you regret. Basically. That's saying, I think that's apt for this year. So the other one right. that I seen that uh, a woman cheated with a boyfriend and left her and ran away with an wala. So for in order for him to take revenge, he started robbing uh, phones from all autowallas. And he got caught after he robbed like 70 phones from 70 autowallas. Oh, wow. This He's
2: could brilliant. be a so he... cool story for a movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a Tamil movie, I guess.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tamil it's, masala it's, movie. Yeah. Who would play it? Vijay, Rajnikanth?
2: Hmm.
0: Not Rajnikanth, I don't think. People will tear down the the cinema thing. There's, there's, there's only
1: one auto-driver hero in Tamil cinema. His no, like, uh, name is Basha. Basha. But look,
2: but look okay. at the twist, right? In a, in a way, I can't even believe this is real, you know? Uh, mm. The guy, the guy's lover cheats on him and runs away with other guy So he, you get into a flashback, and and why he's becoming a vigilante and or not a vigilante, yeah. a robber. <laughs> <laughs> and robbing all the you know. The start of the movie is that you know there's a robbery happening, happening, and and mobiles are getting you know uh, stolen, and what is the reason behind this? And and we go back in yeah. a flashback. It's hilarious, like right? you know,
0: <laughs> S- serial auto phone robberies, something like right. that, right? Was he, was he
1: really trying to track down that auto guy that his girlfriend ran away with? Is, is that why he was robbing phones?
0: No, he was just taking revenge on Otto Wallace. Wow. Yeah, he needs to be monitored. <laughs> Hospitalized. Yeah,
2: gets yeah there's something wrong with his mind probably. He has really mind issues.
0: So this is the last one on the lighter notes, right? So in Pune, uh, so we've heard of, okay, house robberies and everything like that during the lockdown time, right? But in Pune, an entire bus stop was stolen. Dismantled, removed, taken away. And the best part is that the government put a a reward for it. For anybody who would help find it, basically, 5,000 rupees, if anybody could give any information to find the bus stop back. But look at the, I would say, think about the ingenious mentality or the engineering mentality, right? In a night to dismantle an entire bus stand and then take it away. It depends on obviously how many pillars they had and how well it was grounded to the ground and stuff like that. But still, I appreciate the work and the effort.
1: Hmm yeah, this one's this one's a bit difficult to process. I'm trying to understand what is it that they but would get. I'm
2: just wondering, I mean the the plan is amazing. how these guys have done it. but what is the end result? What do you think, what are you going to gain to gain out of disabling, disabling a, a bus stop and taking all these things and do what what do you, an, I you mean,
0: there's a huge uh, market for iron scrap and everything like that, right? so if you even if you sell it by weight, it's a very good Park. amount that you kind of make on that particular Park. piece. So, iron, aluminum, copper, all of these things have a very, very good secondary market as crap because they go into recycling and go into companies again to be melted and made into other stuff
2: again, basically. <laughs> nice. But stop robbers. Yeah, stop That's a good catchphrase. Okay. <laughs> but I like the innovation. Today's uh, generation, even among thieves, you know you you yep. get guys robbing cell phones for a cat for a story, a flashback story, you get people robbing bus stops so the the mm-hmm. innovation is amazing, right these guys they thought process it's hilarious,
0: yeah, yeah. I know
1: and 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 I'm pretty sure people were just walking past them and and noticed this and probably didn't bother doing anything because I mean it's not like it's your personal property, right? So maybe but, it's easier yeah. for the robbers to rob public property. True.
2: or for all you know these guys the public would have thought that they are doing some maintenance work or something like
0: that yeah they would have thought they are doing some repairs or something like Uh, that in the night and and I'm pretty sure also it would have been somewhere on the outskirts I don't think it would have been middle of the city or anything like that most probably right coming back to news that is closer to home I I don't know if you guys read it in the papers you know the Kundanali uh, underpass that is there it collapsed day before yesterday and it's about oh. like 6 months old only
1: oh my yeah, did it, yeah. did it, did it, did it really it collapse it? or it's just caved in a little bit
0: pa- part of it has caved in and collapsed basically completely it's gone right to the bottom they have to they've, they they blocked the road completely they've taken out the debris of stones and everything like that hmm. so congress should not talk but obviously they will right but uh, they are like okay fine this is because of uh, people going ahead and um, Underutilizing funds properly, shabby work, the kickbacks that they get, and everything like that. Right. Yeah. One good thing is starting of this year, the local yukta that is there has been uh, reinstated back in in Karnataka, which was disbanded some years back. So, mm. let's see. As an and the first case, uh, one of the first cases that they've got is about this. Right, RR Nagar, uh, out of uh, i don't re- remember the number but i remember the percentages right out of the work that was budgeted for last year and this year right on completion right only uh, 80% of it has been done anything but paid up full right and of that another 25% there is no work that has done but bills have been given basically and full amount has been paid So, uh, like I was saying the other day, the problem, I think, in in Bangalore is that corruption is there everywhere, but here we are corrupt and lazy too, right? We want to take money, but don't want to do anything, not even the basic safety and security of, of the citizens, I guess, so I don't know. Yeah, I, and I know it was supposed to be a lighter topic and I became serious because this. I was thinking about this yesterday. So I thought I'll bring it up right on that. And and by the way, uh, welcome to the rains back in Bangalore. I don't know if you guys noticed this morning again, heavy rain, last night, heavy rain. How is it in, uh, I know you're in Chennai right now. Steve, how's the weather there?
2: Yeah, yeah, the weather has also started uh, getting a bit gloomy here. Rains have started because so this is a new Uh, But I believe Bangalore has been having a very... You know, high spills, right? Uh, if I'm right, the last one month has been very heavy. How is it mm-hmm. manageable there uh, in Bangalore? It, it's, it's
0: raining heavy, but uh, <clears throat> but again, I, I want to mention this as well, right? See, in Bangalore, the way that they make it out to be, it is not the entire of Bangalore. There are only a few places which are very, very low-lying regions that kind of get waterlogged. And it's nothing new, right? Now, Congress goes ahead and makes a big scene right, uh, right now, whenever this comes up. but But it has been there for years. If it rains, HSR used to get flooded, okay? Kur side, I know the fact that it used to get flooded because my office used to be there, right? Every time you go, every time it rains even a little bit because of the drainage problems, uh, it kind of goes ahead and it gets uh, flooded completely, right? Now, it's not only Bangalore, I was reading, apparently Delhi rains have hit uh, there and also some other place, I, I think uh, UP, North uh, Uttar Pradesh, there also rains have lashed. But again, I'm thinking, how much of this is just hype, right? Because in Bangalore, at least I know, right? There are a few places that get waterlogged and then they hype it up. See, yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not denying the fact that it is a security concern. It is and, and the government should do something. But I don't think it is to an extent that they are kind of, like people are drowning and stuff like that. I don't think so. Basically. Yeah,
1: I I agree with that. I think, uh, and, and I remember reading an article a couple of days ago somewhere where I think it was one professor from the uh, weather department who clarified that uh, places uh-huh. like Vartur, Kondanali, they do fall under the lowest altitude places in Bangalore. So it's it's uh-huh. only fair that when it yeah. rains heavy, water does uh, pass on to those regions. But what has happened uh-huh. is those regions apparently have had a lot of infrastructure development of late. Uh, infrastructure okay. meaning not for the city's benefit but for, you know, companies and all of that. So obviously right you know I like what he mentioned water has memory. water mm. has memory on where to go if you have something mm. built, it's going to flood up that region so I think it's self-inflicted Correct. it was very well written where this individual called out that it's it's very normal that the water passes through those specific areas because altitude wise those areas are the lowest in the city. And that's just how it's been happening all along. It's just that uh, over the recent year or so, I think there's been a lot more uh, uh, infrastructure development and uh, water, historically speaking, for thousands of years has a certain memory tied to it. You know, rivers are created mm-hmm. based off that. So it knows only that thing, you know, when when it rains, when it's flooding, it has to pass through a certain uh, path, footprint. And when there's something on the way, then that's when that's when things, you know, tend to go the opposite direction. And that's what's happened here. Uh, so, that's one. So, yes, it did flood up a bit, but was mm-hmm. it enough to go in the media and state that, you know, things like Bangalore is underwater? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I'll be honest, where I stay over here in Bangalore, not I, I couldn't see even two feet of water uh, anywhere. It was perfectly fine, cool. and uh, yeah, it's probably the Twitter arty that are uh, blowing this out of proportion, and it's really not fair to a large extent because you really have places out there in India that are, you know, the floodgates open and people are struggling, and it, it, it's, it's. I feel like <laughs> those are the situations that need warrant, uh, you mm. know, to to publicize, you know, this in the media, not not these. I don't know. True. True. Yeah, I definitely
2: so, agree with uh, Bruce on that. I mean, uh, uh, if, actually my place where I used to stay is actually next to a lake, so I can resonate. Uh, you know, you Bruce very well explained, right? That this this is actually Mother Nature, right? You know, where lakes as you know water has its way, right? Of of its own memory, its own outlet, mm-hmm. right? And when we come into it and we build infrastructure around it, or 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 new constructions or buildings. That becomes a problem. We all, uh, and this is only happening on the areas next to the lake. That's you know that is a pattern. Mm-hmm. My area was also impacted, you know. But I agree, uh, you know, because we were next to a lake, and actually the the water just came in, uh, you know, into onto the roads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the best part is, it's definitely a hype. Uh, Bangalore was a Bangalore hype, like uh, you know, when media says Bangalore is drowning and stuff like that. That doesn't the case. One of the best things is see, we are in the rocky area, right? See, Bangalore is mm. situated in the Decan Plateau. No? And that is always mm. on the hilly thing, right? Water will mm. definitely be There It'll always be a hype, uh, you know, if you say that, uh, you know, Bangalore is under, underwater. And that was really a bit hyped up. It's what I feel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the want to say that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's not only Bangalore, who, and, and Bangalore gets flack, right, for it. Like, for example, if you see other cities when they talk about floods and everything, the reaction, at least on social media, that I've noticed, right, is my, much more of sympathy, pity. Uh, uh, not that I'm saying Bangaloreans, we want pity, but I'm saying it's more empathetic, right, the responses that you see. But when when this thing happened, right, about uh, Bangalore underwater and everything like that, the responses were like... I, I don't know. It kind of sometimes it was very rude, uh, in fact, when I kind of read the comments and everything like that. And, and it's not like we are the only city that goes through it, right? Bombay goes through it. Delhi goes through it right now. Apparently, they're going through it, right? I don't know about Chennai. I know Chennai. I remember I stayed in that. Um, uh, CSI uh, I, I think it's close to Bruce and your school old school that was there I stayed once there right and that area also when it uh, once when I went during the rainy season time also got a not as much but a little bit flooded right that is there so it happens with everybody okay. Right. Another uh, news article that I was uh, reading right uh, yesterday, and this uh, and this is one of the reasons uh, Steve we thought about uh, getting you uh, and talking about finance and economy and stuff like that. And and we'll take it part by part. Uh, different uh, sessions that we sit down, we'll touch on different because it's a very vast uh, subject when we yep. say finance. Right. It can be broken yep. down into various areas and stuff like that. But but a good thing, right? And and we should be I. I, I don't know why I'm feeling proud because I don't know whether I've done anything to achieve this or not, but India from in 2014, what we were 10th in the economic spot of the world, we are now the fifth we've actually displaced UK, who was on the uh, fifth uh, place, we have displaced them this particular quarter, we moved them to sixth and we are above. Uh, them. Uh, Primarily two factors that they've said uh, is basically internal uh, human resource development and then the slowdown of the market and everything like that. And I think the way that they're judging it and everything again is kind of suspect, but let's see how it goes. Because this quarter, next quarter, hopefully they're predicting that we are going to Maintain that particular position. What they say is, if it continues this wave to the next year and stuff like that, we can see um, our place annually, right? Uh, as a country to be in the fifth, uh, uh, fifth-ranked uh, economy of the world, basically, that is there, which is good, right? And uh, I'll just give a brief intro uh, with the subjects that we want to touch upon today, maybe, and and Steve, you can correct me, right? Because uh, we have an outline of what we wanted to talk about. And and if I go uh, maybe this side and that side of that, maybe you can correct me on that particular piece. But I believe today we wanted to maybe... uh, think about not from a macroeconomic standpoint, but more from an individual aspect, right? When we talk about finance, what are the different things that we have to keep in mind, maybe it's savings, investment, budgeting, monthly tracking, How, what are the simple things that we have to keep in mind to get our personal finances right and, and in place, uh, basically, right? So I, I'll keep quiet, I'll, I'll maybe uh, take a, a few minutes for Bruce also to, to give his thoughts around that particular subject, and then we'll hand it over to you, Steve, and you can start up, right
2: yep sure. sounds good yeah
1: uh, I, I don't have anything else to add uh, exactly as you said you know I think it's, it's, it's an important topic um, I'm also curious to uh, hear more from Stephen on you know what are some things that people need to do right what are some things that are not being done right and uh, you know how can we get better at this how can we proactively get better at finance planning uh, how early can we get better at it? Um, I think we're part of the generation that's probably gotten into it much later. Um, mm. how, how can this be reversed? So yeah, definitely looking forward to it.
2: Great, uh, you know. Uh, so let's let's do it this way, guys. You know, uh, I mean, uh, let's let's let it be an interactive kind of a, a session. You know, okay. Just feel free to pitch in whenever you know you guys have any questions, or you know, we can touch base on that. So what I thought is, see, as, as Kurt rightly pointed out, it's a vast subject right? and uh, very beautifully put, right? Let's leave out the macro part for later, you know. Uh, we focus mm-hmm. on the, the the individual's part, you know, on an individual perspective. Ultimately, right, group of people represents a community, a city, a nation, a country. Everything boils down, it starts from an individual, you know. So on an individual perspective, you know, the word finance, you know, uh, for what comes to our mind, you know, We'll take, we'll just go back in time, you know, it goes back right, you know, I, if you ask me, the first time I, re- I I was exposed to finances and dad and mom, they, you know, bought me a, you know, if you remember Bruce and when we were a childhood, you know, they used to sell these mud pots, uh, you know, you, you get to put a penny, uh, yeah. there was no piggy bank at that time, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, we used to like it, uh, I don't know if Bruce remembers uh, the mud yeah. pot saving uh, I know? used to
1: break it quite often. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it used to be uh, uh, disappointing but uh, uh yeah, and, I and by it's, the it's... way
0: uh, uh i'm sorry to interrupt there and by the way i oh, think I... that model was really really good for reuse because the only way you could open that was to break it right, right? and you yes, had to yes, buy yes. another one to use it again so there was no reusability of that <laughs> right you had to spend money to get a new one
2: basically right right but i don't know maybe i was uh i mean i know i kind of developed a, a hacker mindset at that time so i used to figure out a way without breaking it to to kind of remove the coins you know uh, <laughs> do some kind mm-hmm. of mission impossible stunt there so mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway uh, my point was that it's it not small as a childhood right uh, you know when we are exposed okay you know when parents tell us okay they, you know it's a small responsibility really given to us saying that okay dad mom says okay here is your pocket money your 1 mm-hmm. rupee your 2 rupees start saving and it all mm-hmm. begins as a child, you know, where as a, as a child you get the responsibility that you know you need to build your small savings and in that you need to spend. It starts right, right in the small, you know, that cultivates over a period of time, you know. And and but getting to, to let's say, finance, you know, now there are different, you know, branches here, you know, there is uh, savings, there is investments and budgeting, uh, then inflation, you know, uh, mm-hmm. then there is debt. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is the uh, in debt? There is good debt. There is bad debt. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, then there is a quality of being frugal versus a miser. And mm-hmm. there is then we touch we can touch base on spending. What are the qualities of spending? Into what areas? Is it a need or a or a want? And mm-hmm. uh, then this is quite interesting. I'm not sure if you guys have heard this. There is something called the 50 30 20 rule. You know, which I'll talk about later. You know. Uh, okay. so uh so overall right you know overall these areas we can talk about which centralizes around an individual's perspective you mm-hmm. know to grow in this area and in one of our future podcasts we can touch upon uh, upon, the, upon the macro level like for example stock markets nation mm-hmm. economy all these are big topics you know we can and entrepreneurship we can keep it for later correct uh to begin with any questions you, you guys have specifically for now and or you know i'll just go to flow you know, get, you know one topic at a time anything you so, guys
0: so, so the way i was thinking about it maybe we'll start off. and since we are talking about from an individual aspect right uh and you might have a different thought of, of a lead in of how you want to do it and connect all the topics and everything like that. But to me, I think the, the main important thing is, I, I think our parents used to do it and I think it's a lost art uh, right now, right? Uh, is budgeting on a regular basis, right? I don't think, I, I remember when I was small, uh, they used to have a book, right? And every day the accounts used to go in, okay, this is what was spent on, on, uh, on how much was to be spent. I think most... Mostly, I think it was also driven by the fact that we had lesser to spend so we had to budget better at that particular point in time but but what are your thoughts around budgeting how does one go about so from from an aspect of okay somebody who's coming new maybe they're hitting their college life right now right they, the first time moving out of the home going staying away from uh, from their home and everything how does one go about cultivating a good, a good habit of budgeting what do they need to keep in mind and stuff like that
2: Correct. Um, so here yeah, are my thoughts. You know, I want to because I've been, uh, you know, when I passed out, you know, when I first tasted money for the first time. Obviously, I was um, not mature, uh, you know, uh, you know, in in budgeting. I, I didn't know how to plan my finances. So yeah. okay, it's cool. Okay, you know, anytime you go, you swipe the ATM, you take the money out, you spend it, right? Uh, you know. Uh, uh, but over a period of time, the challenge uh, in that is you do not know if you're spending for your needs or is it a want or are you are you kind of uh, you know projecting projecting your monthly needs carefully you know these kind of problems slowly creep up and then you start mm-hmm. finding out hey my monthly salary is not enough why is that then you get into credit cards and and you start managing your expenses with salary plus credit card. Now, mm-hmm. This is like maybe it's getting formed, right? Then, over a period of mm-hmm. time, you use up your credit card, and then you find out now I need another credit card to manage my salary plus my first credit card and then my second credit card. And then you mm-hmm. see the cycle repeats until things go crazy, you know, hey, why, you know. Uh, but really, mm-hmm. getting back to the root, so when I started off, uh, I had these challenges uh, you know, of how do I budget, you know, because, uh, you know, why I'm not able to uh, keep up. Uh, my spends, uh, you know, what are the challenges? How do I keep track? Uh, so one of the ways I used to do it in those days when before the IT and stuff like that, you know, the traditional ways, uh, mm-hmm. you keep a log of your all expenses. If, for example, okay, let's say if if I'm an individual, if I am not married, I, I'm I'm just starting out, you know, I'm a bachelor, right? Mm-hmm. Basic things, you know, divide my need and my want, you know, okay, what is my basic mm-hmm. requirements? I need a place to stay i need a mm. uh, food food uh, my shelter food and uh, my commute the basic mm. and my clothes basic thing required one you know, thing okay. so you segregate that you know now you segregate uh, your wants now before mm. segregating wants you you identify your need for so these are things which you cannot be without you know it's a must to mm. have right? and then you kind of jot down you know based on your you know your expense your your you know where you are staying and what you can affordability uh, see, obviously, right? If if I'm earning twenty thousand uh, or thirty thousand per month, you know, if I'm a fresher starting out, I can't afford mm. to stay in a fifteen thousand uh, or two BHK apartment. You know, I'll have to stay right. in an apartment. I'll stay, you know, maybe a one BHK. You know, so oh, share
0: with somebody. Mm-hmm.
2: So these kind of things, you you need to start practicing by first jotting down your affordability expenses based on your salary, segregating your needs. Okay, these are my needs. Uh, and uh, and jotting down numbers. And then, this is the first step in budgeting. You know? And then, every month, you do a look back. Did I overspend? Mm-hmm. Did I, you know, uh, did I adhere to what I wanted to keep up? Did I, whatever my predictions are, did I adhere to it? You know, you keep a track. You do a retro month on month, you know. Now, I'm not saying uh, that your full salary is going to go towards needs. You know, definitely, uh, there will be a portion of your salary which will be a buffer. So that is where things like you know okay do you want to treat yourself you know maybe you want to take a vacation or you want to buy some stuff or you know uh some other wants that you have in mind or things like that or maybe, or maybe you just want to build your savings so in conclusion the right way is to log you know and today's world it's much much easier spreadsheets are there you don't need any cool fancy yeah. uh tool or something like that as simple as you go to the spreadsheet you jot on expenses and uh you you, you do projections you retrospective you look back did I for example I'm not saying in some cases you can always there could be chances where you have exceeded your budget okay this one for my needs I had projected fifteen thousand rupees for a for a young fresher sure. uh but then mm-hmm. twenty thousand was spent why but think the guy should question himself, the guy or her why did I exceed five five thousand extra what what went wrong basically they should make sure there's an explanation for that addition and then you Correct it and 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 okay, as long as you found the reason, what do I do to balance it? And then you move on, you know. So, that the whole idea is to build an awareness within an individual to log, track, retro that's what internal, I would like to say, but budgeting whether it is a diary or a logbook or a spreadsheet.
0: Okay, how do you uh, Bruce, do you, if you have any questions before I ask mine. Yeah, no. Um, I was going to ask,
1: as you said, you know, it's it's a lost art. Um, is it because it's, you know, I remember during our generation, right? I'm not that we are so old, but uh, you know, there used to be this practice of parents rewarding their children for a small little work that gets done. Like if we were sent to the shop to purchase a ration for the family then you know if we were given let's say 20 rupees and the cost of ration was uh, 15 they'd allow us to take 2 rupees from that and buy something for ourselves so we had that practice of being rewarded for work getting done and that money felt like good hard earned money uh, is is i don't know if that i can and i can't speak on behalf of all the parents right i don't know if that practice is dead now could that be something that contributes to a healthy um, evaluation of you know money coming in, money going out?
2: Yes, it does. Uh, very, it's a very interesting uh, point you brought there, Bruce. Uh, as a matter of fact, I can talk about one of uh, my friend's father. Uh, you know, uh, a a good conversation I had with him. Uh, he was in Kunur uh, when I when I met him. Uh, And while we're having a conversation of dinner, you know what he used to say, you know, he used to say that when my children were young, as three to four years or five years, uh, of of course, like you said, right, you know, they were entitled to be given treats or pocket monies, or maybe, you know, okay, they do some work, you know, they get a treat, you know, Uh, you know, maybe like, like you said, you know, uh, you know, maybe a small amount of pocket money is given, uh, for for a work which they have done, or maybe it's a it's a routine allowance which is given by the parent. But what is important is, uh, whenever they used to go to their father, the kids saying that Dad, can you buy me this? He never used to do. It. He used to say, sorry, I'm giving you your allowance. It's your job to wait, save it, and once you have saved the the right amount, you take a decision what you want to buy. He never used to buy. The, the things which they wanted the consumable which they wanted and it started from a right young age five years six years seven, you know used to give them their allowance make them responsible to save it do their own the child used to do their own budgeting they knew that in my piggy bank I have only 100 rupees or i have 500 saved in the last three four months but wow i like i love this dress I love this toy but they couldn't skip it you know the dad used to say sorry i've given you your allowance, it's your job. You take responsibility. What do you want? You can't have both. In some cases, the child would have had only, let's say, uh, 500 rupees, uh, you know, saved, you know, but the child might have been interested in two, two products, which are costed 700 or 800. In that case, the dad never used to give it. I think that sorry. You know, you can choose one. You've got to, uh, you know, uh, wait until uh, you know, your next savings accumulates. So this kind of practice the father instilled in the young children right from a young age of five to six seven and ultimately this went on as a practice as they went into their thirties and forties so this kind of a practice is very good if parents instill upon on on a young age rather than just blindly you know left and track buying things whatever the child needs and over a period of Mm -hmm. time the challenge in that is the parent is happy the child the parent gets kisses from the child. The child is saying, "So I love you, Daddy. I love you, Mommy." But the the problem in that is that everything comes easy, right? So tomorrow, when the child grows up and 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 goes out into the world, the challenges of the budgeting and 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 managing the money becomes a big problem. You know? So I agree with what Bruce says. You know, it's good to start if parents do that at a young age, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that those those kind of allowances and instill that thought upon a child, like what I explained about my friend, to instill the responsibility to build budgeting at a young age, that helps the child in the future. Makes sense.
0: That, that's a good point, right? But I, I I think it's not only from, and yeah, uh, I get the point that, okay, we need to instill it from, from a young age and everything. But just as a segue right, to the same point, I think things have become so easy for us to even purchase today if you think about it right uh, a few years back when we were small and everything and and i that thought kind of came to me when you told me if there's option 1 and option 2 Choose option one and then wait till you can afford option two and kind of get it right. Yeah. Uh, now from, from, from a kid's perspective, obviously the, the decision maker is the parent or, or the guardian or whoever's there, right? At that particular point in time. But even us as individuals who kind of earn for ourselves and everything like that, right? I think a few years down the lane, right, people were kind of with that uh, ment- that mentality was there inherent in them that said that, okay, fine, if we can't afford something. Let's wait till we can afford it and kind of get it right. I think with the with the ease of credit cards coming about, with the ease of credit lines and and uh, the ease of getting loans right now, credit becoming uh, with with whichever instrument that is there, credit becoming so easily available. Right? I think that that is kind of died down. So so to, today, even if we know that we can't afford something, we are like, okay, let's spend it now. We'll figure out how to pay it later. Basically, Mm -hmm. right. And not only that, even the consumer mentality of just by by a click, I get it by tomorrow, right? Yeah. So it's not like I have to sit down and make a decision, okay, fine today, think about it, and then see, okay, should I get it or not? Today, it, it kind of just pops up on my screen, whether I'm browsing on the web or I'm in Amazon, right? Whether I need something or I don't need something, the targeted ads are such. Uh, driven in such a way the marketing team does it that it kind of builds the need of things that we don't even need i'm pretty sure if i comb through all the stuff that i have right 80 percent of the stuff i don't need it's just that i bought it yeah yeah bruce you're saying something
1: yeah no that raises the question right so then i for 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 my understanding i'll call these as assets right so what are good assets what are bad we spoke about credit cards, subscriptions to OTT platforms and, you know, we we either call it assets or debt or whatever it might be. What is good to have? What is not recommended?
2: Got it. See, uh, debt is not at all a bad thing at all. You know, see, uh, there are there is a good debt and there is a, a bad debt. I'll also touch upon what Kurt mentioned on the credit card track later. Um See, for example, uh, you know, uh, let's say you borrow some funds and you want to invest it, uh, you want to use that, that is a debt which you're borrowing from a bank, but you want to use that to buy an apartment or a lot of land or you want to invest it in your child's education or let's say you want to invest it in a business. Now, these Mm -hmm. are going to produce... Returns, you know, and, and see, for example, the investment in my education helped pay off in the future. You know, I got the long term gains. You know, same goes uh, with the real estate. Honestly, real estate is a bit uh, down now, maybe, but at one point in time, people used to invest in real estate. You know, they used to have. I know a friend of mine used to, I don't know how he did it, he used to have four flats. He just in his entire salary went towards, uh, but that is a different problem, you know, because then what happens is, uh, you know, Uh, having so many loans, you end up spending more on interest, but that's a different topic. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that, uh, then there comes, uh, you know, the other tracks of, uh, you know, investing in stocks, investing in bonds. See, uh, funds rooted towards an asset, which is going to appreciate. Anything appreciates is an asset. It's going to provide you more value. Uh, Now that is a good debt because anytime, you know, based on what you borrow, it's increased, you know. Get returns on that. That's healthy, you know, in terms of managing it. But in terms of bad debt when you call it, for example, things which are consumable, you know, easily and doesn't appreciate. Say, be, let's assume today you 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 buy a cool Mercedes-Benz car. I don't know how much it costs. I uh, there is one car one of my boss, one of my boss bought it. I think it was 50 lakhs. You know, I remember my okay. Xbox. You know, I went for a drive and you're so proud of it. All that is cool. But the reality is you buy a 50 lakh Benz car. And after three years or four years, I think 50 percent is gone. You know, you know it's worth only for twenty five thirty lakhs. So you see, that's the example what I was talking about. And uh, so when you when you borrow, whether you borrow and or whether you you invest full amount or you know to such consumables, heavy consumable does not appreciate. Now that uh, you know becomes a bad debt. You know so. See, uh, and uh, see another situation of a bad debt. Some people they get caught in this debt loop, uh, like uh, you know, uh, Kurt was mentioning right today. Everything is accessible. You know, debt during my time debt was not accessible at all. Used, to, you know, it was very very hard to get a credit card. Very very hard to get a bank loan. You know, uh, but even though we got it at some point, I used to get burnt with three four credit cards at some point in time. What used to happen is that. That time, you know, the, the the you know, it's nice that you know you swipe it, you meet your need, you get, you don't need to wait. But the problem is that then comes the challenge, right? You know, you're uh, you know, if you are a smart credit card user, there are people who use credit card very well. You know, they use it within that forty five days, they pay it back, so you don't pay one rupee of interest. But yeah. unfortunately, when I started, I was not that mature, you know, and uh, I started to use the full amount of credit limit. And because of that, I I end up paying an, uh, you know the minimum amount of that, and you you end up in a huge amount of interest. I don't know in my time it was like thirty six percent per year, and uh, you know you just and you ultimately you know you just keep on paying interest to interest. Eighty percent of your money goes towards interest, and only twenty percent towards principal. And tell card company they enjoy they enjoy the, the rewards what they're giving, but sadly right. When it's debt is not managed properly, a lot of our money goes into wastage. That is what the conclusion is, you know. Uh, now I'm not saying it doesn't mean, Steve, that we should not buy a car. No, no, I'm not saying that that, you know. Uh, let's say you let's say you're a multi pro guy, you know, you you have you're a billionaire, you know. Of course, you don't need to borrow to buy a car. Buy all the cars you want, you can afford it, right? But everything depends on your income. But let's say if you're a guy who's earning maybe 20 lakhs per year and let's say you need to feed your family you know you need to build you need to also save for your for your children then it doesn't make for him going for a 30 lakh or 40 lakh car right He he can manage with a a car within 10 lakhs or 7 lakhs you know so it all depends on that and another thing is even if you're borrowing also it's also a healthy practice to to close out the loan fast uh because uh the more you delay your emi these banks and uh, these uh, finance uh, investment uh, sectors, they extract a lot of interest first, then comes the principle. The more you delay, right, uh, the be- the benefit we get is we continue with the EMI, but they get to extract the interest first, and then, so that way, they get to win first, you know. So, so in conclusion, you know, it's always a good practice to try to push towards good debt. Uh, see, for example, it took me years to get out of credit card, and ultimately, today, uh, you know, I I have the notion that why should I even spend 100 rupees for credit card? You know, and I, even if it's an interest, 100 rupees is 100 rupees. Why do I need to do it? Right. So, as a practice, I've tuned myself to use only debit cards and I moved away from credit cards by choice. Even though I have tons of guys calling me, you know, uh, you know, nowadays, you know, saying, oh, Would you like to have so, you know, these guys tempt us? Right. So, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you, there's, a, there's one interesting, uh, you know, uh, how do I put it? It's a, it's a it's a, kind of a character change which happens when you start using your debit card for all your purchases. See, automatically, what Kurt mentioned, 80%, everything becomes a need. By When you start using your credit card over a period of time, you'll find that that 80% will reduce a bit, you know, because you're mm-hmm. using your debit card, right? It's not easy money. It's your savings, right? So over okay. a period of time, that will reduce over a period of time and, and it will build you into more better awareness. So yes, good debt, bad debt
1: is there yeah just a follow-up to that so talking about good debt then um you know this is where we have all the investments and everything else that falls within that so what percentage of a person's salary then should be diverted ideally towards it you know you spoke about the scenario of your friend where entire salary went towards four different uh good investments i'd like to call it but then that was 100 percent of the salary what is a good percentage to divert
2: yeah, so this is a good uh, question. So so ultimately, right? Uh, when you? There's a saying, right? Uh, uh, if you just keep your money in the bank, uh, and you might be a very good uh, at uh, you know avoiding debt, you may be a very good careful guy. You don't waste your money. But if you start keeping all your money in the bank, uh, and you don't uh, invest it out. What will happen is eventually you'll get wiped out in a few years because the reason the answer is very simple: inflation. Inflation is inevitable, guys. Every year the, the value of money increases. You know, in, the cost of goods increases. You know, so your inflation is inevitable. You know, what you earn in that four to six percent will get wiped out. Through, you know? So it is a healthy practice for an individual, you know, to get into investment. Mm-hmm. You know, after few years. Now, how do I do it? Okay, when you say that. Okay, I, a guy who is earning a small amount of salary. We talked about budgeting. We talked about, uh, you know, uh, his needs. his saving. Okay, there's a certain pool of money. How does he go about, you know, investing right from small, right? You know, so there is, mm. there is this famous, uh, I'm not sure if are, No, there is this rule, which is called uh, a 50, 30, 20 rule. You know, they say, now mm. I don't agree on one track, but anyway, I'll just tell you what. What this is becoming from the finance experts. So what they say is that divide your monthly after tax income into three spending categories: fifty percent is mm-hmm. for need, thirty percent is for want, and twenty percent is for savings and paying off debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, fifty. What they're saying is this is a general rule of thumb. You know what they're saying is that take fifty percent of your salary, finish mm-hmm. all your need. Basic needs you can't be without it. You know, for example, can mm-hmm. you be without food? No, exactly. The remaining the remaining 50% what they're saying is take 30% treat yourself chill okay. out parties buoys whatever you like to do you know enjoy it. Right? and that's and then remaining 20% keep it for savings now my personal life, I don't agree with this rule I don't I don't I agree with the first rule 50% needs need, needs to go for needs but I don't agree with this 30% for wants and uh, 20% for savings uh I feel an individual can still, you know, uh, manage uh, with maybe, you know, 10% of it for want and root at least 40% for, for savings, because want is something which we can, we can beat. And, uh, but, but when you root more, most of your funds towards savings, there's a chance that you have a bigger pool to focus on investments. Rather mm-hmm. than saving only 20% for investment, imagine if you're able to accommodate 40% of your funds towards, you know, savings, right? That gives you opportunities to build your investment pool. Now let's get back into savings. Uh, now the right way, I think we agreed, right? Putting it in the bank is not going to, you know, fetch uh, as much, uh, you know, appreciation at all because of the invest, uh, inflation uh, issues and stuff like that. Right? right. So the right thing is that there are various ways for investment. You know, there is stock market, uh, there is a real estate, uh, there is uh, bonds, debt bonds, stock bonds. A lot of other things are available. So these are healthy ways, and investment is something which you take your savings and mm. you route it through the funds, and something which your savings will appreciate much, much faster and give you better returns than the bank. You know, I like this pla- this segregation what these, the finance pros have done. It you know they this, this famous 50, 30, 20 rule. You can Google, Google it up. It's there mm. on the net. But why I feel is when you are starting out in your life for the first time, you know, uh, you know, when you are exposed to money, right? Uh, mm. You know, your priority, uh, you know, of course, as a human being, you know, you have your basic needs, meet that. Uh, mm. You have, a, you have your commitments. You may have some, you know, you take care of your family, your dependents. All that is fine. There's all needs. Uh, but a want, yeah. it's not necessary that you need to, uh, you know, allocate 30% chunk of your salary just to, you know dissolve it over something which you can wait, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not saying, as humans, we always have some treats. We always like some treats. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that if you build rather than a 20% savings pool, if you cut down 30%, you can live with 10% once, you know, and allocate the remaining 20%, Mm -hmm. you'll have 40% of uh, your savings pool. And that is a good amount of money to churn towards, you know, an investment track, you know, then I wanted, then when I was talking about the difference between savings and, uh, you know, investment savings is just your money is going to be lying in the bank. And yes, you know, uh, banks are safer, nothing like secure, you know, when your money is in the bank, uh, mm-hmm. it's always there, you know, uh, but let's look at uh, uh, the inflation, uh, uh, you know, tracks, which, which is inevitable every year. Uh, the average raise is around 9%, 10%, 11% mm-hmm. of cost raises, right? Then what happens to your 4%, which the bank gives per year, right? So it's inevitable. Your money will definitely raise over a period of time. So the smart thing is to get into these various tracks I spoke about. And uh, so generally, uh, real estate at one point was a very good track. We all you know, from India and I remember the 90s. People mm-hmm. used to invest a lot in plots and, and flats in the early 2000s stuff. Mm. Uh, But now I believe uh, people are more getting more awareness towards and knowledgeable in investing in mutual funds, stock markets, mm-hmm. uh, equities, uh, bonds, uh, which will generate more returns over a period mm. of time. So that is a good practice. An individual can follow. You guys, mm. Have I mean, any thoughts on this any specific question
1: I, I had a question on the stock market front uh, but before I ask that uh, we spoke about you know certainly you know the 50 uh, 30 20 rule and the need to save right I I, I personally am in alignment with that um, I was also recently watching the show on Netflix I think it was called the less you or something like that it was it was a show on uh, a bunch of minimalists. You know, who eventually just took a look at uh, things in their house and started getting rid of one thing every month. And uh, eventually... Less is now. Less is now. Yeah, that's the show. I found that quite interesting. Um, uh, I think that made sense. But then just to, you know, uh, also represent the other half of the audience that might be listening in, right? The audience who... There are people out there who believe that um, all this for what? The philosophy of all this for what? You know, do we struggle, go through the burdens of life, uh, give up a lot, sacrifice, save, and then at the end, uh, all that for what? Did we lose our time on enjoying life? Uh, for that kind of a philosophy, I mean, what what, are your, what is your take? You know, how how could that focus change? What could nourish that and change it to being more on the, you know, 50-40 uh, rule or whatever it might be?
2: Yeah, that's a very interesting point. One thing for sure I know, I think those people are definitely not going to like me. (laughs) That is for sure. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, so... Like, could they have... uh,
1: Could they take on an additional purpose that could convince them to save? Like, what could those additional purposes be?
2: I got your point. Basically, how can we bring more awareness to these, uh, you know, this sector of people, right? And uh, see, from their perspective, I agree with you're saying, you know, they, I mean, they could always say, you know, I don't want to lose out this age to enjoy. I want to spend. And, uh, that is true. Sometimes like right, uh, an individual, the best way for an individual to learn is to learn by themselves. I mean, that's the best thing I could say because certain things can't be, which are explained, can't be processed all the time, you know. Uh, so for example, my way, uh, you know, uh, when, when, when I didn't give any guidance on financing. Like my family or, you know, they were not strong in finance, uh, you know. So everything what, what I did, what I learned yeah. is based on the mistakes I did, you know. Mm-hmm. So now my now with the question is, can I enjoy life or do I have to restrict myself? no one is asking us to go live in the Himalayas, you know, or live in the forest or, you know, catch your own fish, right? Uh, we're not going to that extreme. You know? uh, all we're saying is, you know, Budget out your your funds. You know, uh, mm-hmm. why do you want to use uh, you know hundred percent of your income? Why do you want to wipe out? Okay, your monthly are earning, let's say one lakh. Why do you want to use that one lakh party and and just go for rich cars or or uh, you know vacations and and uh, you know all your money? Even guys earning one crore per year. If he if he's not good in budgeting and planning, is he's, he's, he's not he's going to be penniless, you know. In the, in the, I'm, not, I'm I'm heard of cases like that, you know. I think best mm. is you we have heard of much much uh, Hollywood celebrities who have gone bankrupt. Now, give me a reason why these guys are millionaires billionaires. You know, I've seen cases. One, it might astonish us, but they have, they have billions and billions of money. How can they be bankrupt? There's your answer. Mm. Right? So. There's a saying, right? When you are good in small things, when you do, when you build that as a practice, as it grows, you'll all you'll 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 develop the awareness to manage bigger pool of, uh, you know, things like your funds. So I think the right way to answer it, uh, you, know, uh, you know, people like them, you know, if if they, if they if they if they are able to process this and 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 have a lifestyle change, it will be great. If not the only way is that, you know, they gotta fall down and, you know, learn by themselves, you know. Uh because yeah. whether you are a billionaire or whether you're a guy, you know, a blue collar worker, you know, earning just twenty thousand or thirty thousand dollars, budgeting is important. Uh, planning your your funds and savings is important. Else, whether it's a blue collar guy or a multi-billionaire, both are gonna get wiped out you know, inevitably.
0: So, so i also have a quick take on on that particular thing and and this is something that i've been thinking for quite some time now right uh, i don't i didn't know it's not going to affect me immediately but uh, but it's coming right and and they say always the future is near and you can actually see it coming right if you think about it uh, if we go say 30 years or 20 years uh, back right or, or even 40 years back when my parents and all got married the driving force in India, in terms of employment at that particular point in time, mainly was government positions that you you kind of went ahead and you took right. One of the good things for uh, on the government positions was at the end of the day when you retired, you had a safety net, a security that that was your pension. Okay. Now, obviously, we can debate, and there is debate around it that how much a pension do people get, and whether it is grown appropriately with inflation and stuff like that, but. The good thing is, whatever said and done, there's a certain amount that you're going to get, which will support you to a certain extent. Now, as we have grown and we have passed out and everything, the private sector has grown more, right, than than the government sector of people getting into government jobs and everything like that. One... One negative out of that is if we were in countries like, say, Europe or or the US or Australia and stuff like that, right, Uh, developed countries, right, there is a social security net for people once they kind of aged, right? Now, our, uh, I would say our population in India today is moving at a very rapid late, uh, rate towards, in the next 30 years, you will have a good chunk of the population that is retiring without a social security net, okay? Now, what is gonna happen? We, they don't have pensions, right? Uh, most of them are currently, including myself, right? Have not thought about savings or anything like that in their 20s or anything like that, right? As a result, either we have to put in more right now to get the same for our retirement years, right? Or not have enough for a retirement years, right? So that, that is going to be not only a burden on the individual, but if you think about it, a burden on the state infrastructure also at that particular time when it's going to be there. There are going to be a lot of people who are going to be working more than the age of retirement just because they don't have the financial means to do it. And I think that from from, from my perspective, I think that is more of a concern and a serious note of why people should it's late already for us but at least right now we should think about the the savings part of it and and kind of build up that corpus not for anything else but uh, when we touch like 80 85 we are not dependent on other things basically something like that that was my thought around this particular piece
2: yeah yeah definitely uh you touched upon a very good point uh excellent point uh, but, you know uh, uh so this this I've seen, uh, I've observed this, uh, you know, also in in, in in the US, you know, uh, where in the US, right, you have this social, uh, you know, they have this 401 and, uh, you know, all this, uh, you know, uh, things are taken care. The government plays an important role, you know, in helping mm. you after you retire. But the challenge in this is, um, like you said. Uh, it's even in our country also, the challenge is that, you know, for example, in, in our countries, like in those days, in the early, prior to the 90s, there were more, people are more getting into government jobs, you know, and mm. uh, the sense of security. At that time, I'm sure there were, the audience of investing would have been very less. You know, people, very, very. people would treat government jobs like, you know, how do I put it? Like so prestigious. Okay, I got a government job. I'm the king. Now, right. You know, it's like that, the king of queen, right? Uh, but, be- there's also another problem. This I am saying this because I'm dealing I mean, me and Bruce, we are, our mother used to work in the central government, so we used to we always used to have this friendly clashes. You know, when she used to boast mm-hmm. about Thelokar, how and I'm getting, getting my pension, you know, mm-hmm. uh, everything is on time, and uh, you know, Correct. I live like a queen, and you know, why do why do you guys? Uh, why, you know, you guys are this factor. You're working in a private company; they're going to fire you anytime, you know, and. Uh, right. Uh, but there are two sides to it. Now, I think recently something okay. humorous happened. you know, uh, all her thirty years, she used to get a pension on exactly the thirtieth of uh, no mm-hmm. uh, I think' ex- uh, exactly on the twenty seventh or twenty eighth of the month, you know, and this mm-hmm. time I think the pension didn't come. so my mom, mama used to get she was getting panicky. What happened? you know, is anything gone wrong? you know And mm-hmm. uh, that kind of made her into a paranoid. you know then ultimately the pension came on first or second, you know. Okay. So you see the problem here, uh, you know, the complete dependence, you know, uh, mm. you know, on the government sector has mm. been ingrained in the person's life. You know, uh, mm. you know, uh, as okay, the government is there. You know, my livelihood is going to come from the government and thing, which is good. We appreciate the government helping out, but on an individual's part, that is really a struggle. You know, a concern. You know. There are Mm. some countries where the government, uh, you know, uh, for example, what will happen in our country when a lot of people work in the private sectors, Mm. there's not going to be any pension and uh, then how are they going to survive? That's going to be a big problem, right? So that is why it's very important. Another thing I'll see also, the individual becomes lazy when Mm. they rely on the government. They know that the government is going to take care, so they just get into a spendthrift and they don't bother Mm. to save. They don't bother to get into investments. That responsibility mm. doesn't get implanted because they know the government is there to help them anytime, you know. There are mm. some countries that are like that, you know. Which all all due respect to the governments and we appreciate what they're doing. But on an mm. individual's perspective, that the individual becomes lazy and because he knows there's always a fallback, you know. Mm. So that's why it's important, you know, government or not uh, government or anything like that, you know, or whether it's a private, it's important to have that fear at earlier. Yeah, it's better late than never late, and mm-hmm. uh, you know it's okay if you you know you missed out in your twenties, thirties, maybe in your forties. But still, do it. You know, uh, mm. else it will bite you back. You know, uh, after you know your retirement age. You know, so it's definitely a concern, and uh, it's definitely a big uh, awareness for the people to get into uh, investment. And mm. uh, it's it's always better late than never late. You know? Oh.
1: Wow. As a follow up question to that, talking about retirement age, um, it's a question for both. What should be the new retirement age? Should it still remain at 60, 50, or 40?
0: So to to our listeners who do, do not know this, both Steve and I have actually taken a sabbatical. So we are not working right now. We we are, we are living our retirement dream right now itself, right? So, but I, but I think it comes down to the definition of of retirement. See, if if somebody think calls retirement as just going ahead and, and stopping your regular job that is there, right? I think you can do it. I think with the salaries that are now, if recession does not hit and things uh, continue in India, if somebody is really, really, I would say careful and frugal was the word that you used earlier, right, uh, Steve? If they are like that, I think a person can even retire in their 40s and 45s, okay? Because they'll have enough corpus to kind of retire. And when I say retire, I'm purely basing it on stopping your everyday work, basically working for a corporation and stuff like that right if you ask me what is retirement for me that is not the only particular piece right uh when i think about uh uh, retirement is obviously having the enough corpus of 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 having the independence to do what you want right you stop working for somebody then you go ahead and you put your energy and your efforts to things that you like you appreciate to do, maybe learn stuff that you really wanted to learn and and felt that you never ever got got the time, right? Take care of your health, take care of your mental health, uh, connect more with family and everything. So you give priorities to more of, uh, I would say, the emotional needs rather than the physical needs and the financial needs that you have around you, right? So that is my definition of, of, of retirement. So again, if somebody's frugal, I would say 40, 45. Uh, if you ask our generation who we've started a little bit late, I still see it as as 60 being the minimum because, again, you will have that particular number that, that you want to hit, right? And then you can start living off the interest and everything like that, which again is a little bit difficult to kind of plan because of the fact that uh, Steve said, inflation right we do not know what is going to happen tomorrow what is going to be the markets and everything like that right but am i saying that uh, people should stop working at 60 and 65 no right uh with the time that you have in your hands, you still have much more years to actually contribute to society as a contributing member. I, I'll give you an example of my dad. He's like more than 60 right now, right? There is no retirement age uh, on the ships, right? That is there. He likes it, so he does it. Yeah, there's a different thing that there's a dif- uh, he prioritizes on other stuff, right? For example, some payments that he has to make and everything. So he has to do that. But if you ask him also, if he puts that aside, right? It's one of his passions. He's always wanted to be be on sea. So he's living in life. So he physically, he might be feeling it because of age catching up a little bit. But mentally, he's still going ahead and and he's doing something that he's passionate about and something that he likes. So I I think age is just a number in terms of you think about retirement and everything like that. It's just about shifting your priorities from doing what others want you to do to doing what you like to do, basically. That's the thing for me.
2: Yep, absolutely. You know, uh, I completely agree with uh, you know Kurt on this. Uh, so if you look at the word retirement, right? You know, let's talk about the system. I mean, uh, our I mean how our parents taught us and what we read, right? The traditional way is that, okay, you slog nine to five and you wait and then you know, uh fifty-seven, fifty-eight, you call it a day, you give your travel party, you go home, you you know, sit back, relax, sit back on your easy chair, watch a couple of movies. And uh, that's it. Say I'm retired, I'm retired, right? The traditional way you get. Uh, but that does change, uh, you know, right? You know, according to me, uh, you know, uh, that is a system which uh, is empathize on that pattern of retiring, right? You know, uh, but retirement is something which I agree with, uh, you know, Bert, right? You know, uh, it doesn't mean that healthy retirement doesn't mean that you've got to stop working. Uh, you know you can you can also take short stints of retirement see for example like uh, uh, money alone should not be the driving factor you know what's the use of slogging 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 nonstop till 60 years and uh, then carrying all the stress and the and the chronic illnesses which which reduces your lifespan by 10 years what is the use health as well right so rather uh, I think it's in today's generation, people are also getting a lot of awareness. You know, I think recently it came out in a news article two years back, the Great Resignation or something like that, you know, where people started, you know, taking breaks, resigning, you know, because people nowadays understand the value of health, you know, and and sometimes your body needs that break, you know, where it's no harm, you know, uh, if you you could take a few months off or you take one, you want to take one or two years off and spend time, Give first, importantly, give your body that health break. Uh, do things which you're passionate about. And retirement, healthy retirement, doesn't mean that you got to stop working because when the, the day comes when we stop working, we our, our our life is ending. Because, see, as humans, right, we got to work, we got to keep our mind healthy active. But there's always positive work, things which we love to do, which we are passionate to do. We enjoy doing it. That's good for your body, that's good for you as an individual, that makes life better around you and uh, you love it in as simple as that right but unfortunately that's all not the case where we go to work right i'm sure 90% of us agree that the work which we do we don't love it you know but we have to do it right Uh, yeah it's like that right so so there are examples you can take short spins you can always get back now in some cases that is why healthy investment counts you know the earlier you start investing the earlier you start getting into honor entrepreneurship uh, you could start building multiple streams of income so that hey, right, you can afford to take these breaks. The traditional time when people were used to rely on their saving, basically, one to thirty, you know, salary comes in, you pay your bills, then you wait for your salary for the next month to start paying the bills. Now, for those days, you know, then it becomes a challenge. You know, you're tied to your job; it becomes a jail. Right? But when you start uh, at a young age itself, or as the earlier, when you start building your savings, building investment pool, building multiple streams of incomes, you can take these, you know, like curse and like with corpus and practicing things like being frugal. I, I was also wanting to talk about frugal. What is frugal, right? Uh, you know, the, the right mindset, spending for the right things, you know, uh, thinking twice, thrice, making sure that, you know, being frugal is not a miser. Both are different cases, right? You spend for the right things, you spend your money wisely. When you, when you you practice all these cultures and uh you know these characters in you Over period of time you you can you know uh take these breaks and uh if 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 you're a smart investor you're a smart you're going into entrepreneurship you build multiple streams of incomes you can manage with that you know and, and carry on and love to do and just do what you what you love to do you know and uh, you know which is your work what what can be what are the work you know could be a hobby it can be a, a new business which you love it can be a something which you would like to do uh, a hobby or it can be also a small business uh, but there's more in life than working nine to five guys you know so it is very healthy uh, i would say you know project i project retirement is a healthy there's no time limit at all and healthy retirement doesn't mean we don't work we still work but uh uh, you know, we do it at our own pace and our call. That's
1: it. Getting back to the stock market topic, I said I would ask one question. Um, I, I think there's a perception, common perception amongst uh, uh, a lot of people that trying to take the path of investing their money in stock market could be a full-time job because they have to do a lot of homework mm-hmm. and, you know, you've got to watch um, the trends every day. And that, for a working person, uh, doesn't sound like a win. And, you know, it then demotivates them from taking the time and pursuing that. What would be your advice? I mean, how, is, is this true that stock market trading is a full-time job?
2: Uh, yeah, so I can probably make it easier to answer. Stock market trading is gambling, as simple as that, you know. Uh, uh you know i would uh, i would definitely not advise anyone to go for stock market trading stock market investing is not the case you know there's a lot of difference between the word investing and and trading uh you know uh, uh because trading i assume you are talking about day trading because only trading requires a person to be on the basically the market opens every day at nine thirty in the morning it ends at 30.00 30, 30, and that's when People put in money, you know, they bet on a stock. They have to watch pointers, you know, and they they need to make sure the stock is volatile. And uh, they place their buys. They need to make the money before the end of the day. And these kind of tracks, there are people doing it, you know, but honestly, it has never paid off in the long run. It is very taxing. It is a form of gambling. Uh, I think I'll touch probably more deeper on this. I'll touch base in the next podcast when we talk more on that. Uh, But Mm -hmm. overall, uh, investing doesn't require a person to be full-time on the job, you know. The investing is like, think of it in a very simple way, right? Think you're going to search for a new job. Do you not do your home uh, research? Do you not have your preferred set of companies, you know, okay, which you want to join? Uh, Like, it can be one to ten companies, right? And then what you do, you also research on the companies. You go to Glassdoor you look at media, you look at growth, you check in your network. How is the growth? What is the quality of work? What is the business? How is the business? How is the funding? Uh, you know, is, is this a good startup? Uh, what is the, the work environment, work-life balance? So many times of you as an as a, as a future employee prospective, I'm making it very simple. You ask a lot of questions and then finally you you get into the company, right? So I, that's all it's about. Investing is about, which I'll talk deeply in the next future, it's like building a knowledge on how to identify one to, basically it can be one to five or one to 10 companies, which are really, really good. uh, And you want to sail along with those companies in that journey of success in the next few years. That's as simple as that. It doesn't require you to be, you know, to resign your job and to, you know, just watch the computer for 95. That's trading, you know? That is a gambling uh, thing which I would admit to, but investing does not, stock market investing is not a full-time taxing job. Uh, It requires you to maybe spend a few months of research to identify a few companies that you can do it as a part-time when you're free, maybe on the weekends. It's about research, research, and finally, when you identify your portfolio, you go in and you start investing. Uh, And obviously, you know, it's long-term, right? You got to wait one year, two year, three year, right? It's not a full-time job, stock market investing stock market trading is, which I advise not, is it's a kind of a gamble. That's all.
1: Makes sense.
0: Interesting. Yep.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure I... I, I could have even seen the difference between both, right? So it was nice to uh, get that clarity.
2: Mm. Yeah, I definitely would love to talk more on this. Maybe this is a very vast subject. I believe in one of our future sessions, we can deep dive more into these specific areas on mm-hmm. to different types of day trading involved, different types of Investing involved, and uh, what are the specific challenges, pros and cons? We'll touch base in the future, probably.
0: Yeah, and it's good that you point that out, right, Steve? And I also wanted to point that out. I know we are a little bit on the upper side of of the uh, one uh, the ninety minute mark that we usually try to hit but but yes there's a lot of follow-up questions right so we touched upon investing uh, investment instruments and i know you might want to go into more details and everything like that and i'm sure we need to have a a complete follow-up session and everything like that. I think this is a good, uh, I and I like comments from Bruce and, and you, but the conversation today, I think it's been a lot productive, right? We, we've spoken about what are the different aspects a person needs to go ahead and think about in terms of when, when they are going ahead and, and budgeting. Why is budgeting upfront in life more important than then a later point in time, getting getting in. Uh, why is it important to do your savings upfront in life, uh, then getting in? Uh, little bit, we touched upon the the pros and cons of credit cards versus good debt versus bad debt and everything like that. And, and I'm pretty sure we'll get into credit cards a little bit more in, in one of our conversations that are there. But yeah, it's good to be back after a very very long time and have a really really nice productive morning conversation. Uh, just for our listeners, it is the eleventh of October, twenty twenty two. I know I've mentioned this in the past that I'll I'll mention the date so that the listeners know that when we have recorded it. And this is this has been I think the first session that we had done in a morning time. Uh, uh, so so we're kind of fresh, we're very enthusiastic and everything, and I hope it like comes out on a. Uh, in our voices and everything like that. Uh, over to you, Bruce. You want to give some closing notes and and, and of course, uh, Stephen. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, like I mentioned, we are hopeful to have many more coming up sessions with you on on the finance topics and everything like that. Okay, thank you once again.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, absolutely, thanks. Thanks a lot, Stephen, for uh, for contributing to this discussion. I think it's a very healthy topic and. Uh, uh just just reflecting exactly on what kurt said very very excited to be back and uh, uh i i think we should call this season two cut season two episode one <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: a new beginning season one part two <laughs> okay all
0: right
1: yeah uh, hmm. yeah over to you Stephen? if there's anything else you want to mention uh, as we close
2: yeah i agree uh, i think i had a uh the last uh, two hours has been amazing you know uh I honestly didn't know it's going to take. I mean, we've been talking for the last two hours solidly. That I think it's been fun and a lot of interesting questions. Uh, you know, uh, uh, amazing to be on the podcast. I look forward to the future sessions. Uh, uh, great guys, so bring forward to the next time. Thanks for giving the opportunity, Kurt.
0: Thanks, once more. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, to our listeners also, thank you for listening in. Uh, we should have this up and running fairly shortly. And we'll come up with the, as and when the new releases come, we'll, we'll come up with the plan as to how to inform the listeners that something is up. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Steve. Take care. Bye.